Hello, I'm Fernando Augusto Pacheco, and this is the Global Countdown first broadcast on the briefing on the 26th of October. Fernando Augusto Pacheco is here for the Global Countdown, but Fernando, it might be the last one for a while. Yes, for the next uh, few weeks. I'm sorry, listeners, yeah, there'll uh, be no uh, Global Countdown. And I'm just going to say apologies <laughs> to all those listeners who got very briefly excited in that interregnum between me saying it might be the last one and then for a while. Just for two weeks, just, just for, for two, two weeks. weeks. But as I understand it, the theme of this week's Global Countdown is somewhat governed by your choice of destination. Yes, but in a way I found also a hook for it as well. Amazing. I am going to Australia for the first time this Friday. I'm extremely excited. Got some tips for you, Andrew, as well. I, I have to ask in that context <laughs> about your outfit, Fernando. Are, are you planning on playing some cricket once you get there? No. I'm uh, wearing kind of all white. Well, well a little exactly. bit ivory as well. This, so, is, this is why I'm asking. Exactly. No, it's just I'm, I'm feeling quite light uh, okay. today as well. Uh, but also, the Australian charts, they're celebrating 40 years oh, in thanks. 2023. I found this hook very last minute, i got to be honest. We only started doing charts in Australia in 1983. There were other charts, but they were not quite official. The Araya charts, they started in 1983. Is that a fact? That's a fact. I'll be damned. That's a fact. Uh, and so I decided to look at some number ones uh, throughout history in the last 40 years. Okay. But there's one rule here. Okay. Of course, I mean, to be honest, some of the artists here, they are kind of famous, but I decided to skip Kylie Hansen, perhaps the more obvious ones. So I chose perhaps surprising ones, maybe not for Australians, but for people outside Australia. A handsome Australian. I thought they were from Oklahoma. I I think they're from Australia. No, Maybe I'm, pretty, I'm wrong. pretty confident they're from Oklahoma. I mean, we had Taylor Hansen in here recently. He didn't sound Australian to oh me. Oh my God. So... For, for you know, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. Not every day's a school day. Exactly, exactly. Anyway... Where are we starting? We have six songs today. They're in chronological order, so okay. that they are not necessarily better or worse. But number six is a very weird one because mm. it's not quite a song. Mm. Uh, I think we should listen to it and then we have, we, we have to explain. This is the comedian Ostentatious with Australiana. Well, I was shocked. I mean, how much can a koala bear? So I grabbed a beer, flashed my wanger at her and headed out to join the party. Pretty soon airs rocks in and things really started jumping. This Indian girl, Masu, turns up, dying to go to the toilet, but she couldn't find it. I said to me, mate, Al, hey, where can Masu play, Al? Andrew, you are the one who actually has some explaining to do. This, I do have the, some explaining to do on behalf of my people. See, I'm... I'm this I'm, was number one for eight weeks. Oh, was it only eight weeks? God, it seemed like longer. Um... And I can recall that period quite well because this was the period in which all the most tedious individuals in the particular year of high school I was in learnt that thing by heart uh, and thought it was the absolute height of wit to recite it interminably. Um, it is a comedian called Ostentatious who had an inexplicable hit with an utterly unfunny monologue in which he linked together a series of extremely laboured puns based on Australian place names, animals and so forth. Do you uh, want to go Anna? I'll go if dingoes. Yeah, yeah and <laughs> That was actually one of the better jokes. Um, extraordinary. I, I, I have literally no means of explaining how on earth that happened, but there it was. Was it, was it really only eight weeks? 
eight weeks, but he remains the best-selling 12-inch in Australia's history. Astonishing <laughs> and, and frankly shaming. Um, well, anyway, things can, at the risk of tempting fate, only now improve. What else do we have? I think you might like number five. I mean, they are an, I, they are an iconic uh, glam rock band from the 70s. But this song I chose, mm. I believe, actually is their only number one um, in this Araya charts. Of course, okay. they, were not, they were not around in the 70s. It's Skyhooks uh, with Jukebox in Siberia. And by the way, we're going to listen to it, but I love their outfits. I mean, they're very extravagant. You surprise me. <laughs> Let's have a listen. Kind of quite catchy. Uh, it is quite catchy. That is from, I believe, I'm right in saying their sort of very brief comeback, circa mm. 1990. Their their peak was very much the 70s. It cannot be overstated what a big whoop uh, Skyhooks were in the context of Australian rock because they were extremely strange. Uh, they looked strange and they sounded strange and they sang about weird stuff and they were emblematic of a very specifically Melbourneian sensibility and Melbourneian sense of humour, which is mostly rooted in how much they hate Sydney. But um, they were hugely influential on subsequent Melbourneian bands, especially this weird combination of art rock, punk rock, glam rock that you saw in bands like Tism, Painters and Dockers, uh, and many, many others. Uh, they, they were a, a big thing, Skyhooks, and I, I do commend listeners who are curious about extremely weird rock and roll to check out their, their imperial period. I think they should look, and to be honest, you mentioned imperial, you're right. This song's from uh, 1990. I mean, they kind of had a resurgence, but this track was the only new track from mm. a compilation album. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we should look out at their older the stuff The guitarist well. Red Simons became a TV star by being rude at a Talent Quest, which was part of a Saturday variety show called Hey Hey at Saturday, which actually had a gong of the sort which I have long dreamed of having here in the studio to silence boring guests, obviously not including you, Fernando. <laughs> uh, what do we have next? Number four, I think, is one of the best pop songs of all time. Okay. Uh, it's all about self-love. From 91, <laughs> it's Diviners with I Touch Myself. I was not myself a massive Divinals fan, but I, I have always kind of admired Chrissy Amphlett, who is singing there, for not really troubling to cloak the message of the song in metaphor or illusion. There's not really much mistaking what she's getting at, not so really, to speak. But it's wonderful, and it's been a hit worldwide. Of course, number one in Australia, but I remember in Brazil was a hit, uh, in the US and many other countries. It was countries. a hit in Brazil, really? Absolutely. I've, I used to sing as a child and maybe didn't understand the lyrics very much. I, I, I would hope you didn't understand but, the lyrics very much, Fernando. But Andrew, there's a cultural importance for this track because I think it became bigger than the song itself. Even uh, breast cancer awareness. Mm -hmm. uh, this song became a kind of a national anthem uh, for that as well. So, you know, well well done, Divinos. Indeed. So, who, who is up next? I, I want to see your opinion on number three. Oh, they, you'll get they, it. Yeah, they were huge uh, internationally. And in fact, there's a lot of talking about than in Australia at the moment because when they 
ended the band, I believe. There was a lot of drama. So there's a memoir by two of the members now. It's called Love and Pain, The Epic Times in Crooked Lines of Life, Inside and Outside, Silver Chair. That's, okay. that's the band I'm talking about. Uh, well, we're going to play a number three. We have Freak, which was a number one back in 97. And then I want to hear your real opinion on Silverchair. <laughs> Uh, to be honest, Fernando, I thought then and think now that they were lamentable. I mean, at a time when, I mean, there were a million bands who were painfully derivative of whom Silverchair were obviously painfully derivative, but I thought they were among the most painfully derivative. The only real joy they brought me was the derisive nickname that was bestowed upon them by... I wish I knew who coined this. It must have been an Australian because it is dependent on listeners' understanding that there is a very popular children's television program called Bananas in Pyjamas. So Silverchair often ended up getting referred to as Nirvana in Pyjamas. Ouch. I mean, that's, well, at least I'm sure you're enjoying the drama. Uh, apparently there's been a documentary on Australian oh. TV talking... Because Daniel Joan, of course, the, the vocalist, I mean, I think he's not in friendly terms with the other two members uh, of the band. I used to think Daniel Joan was quite handsome I remember in the 90s um, I don't know what he's up to at the moment well that showbiz uh, what, what's next well I think it's it's too, a bit too rocky for now so I think we need something dance pop and in fact there was we though? I think we do okay. need that's the first Australian dance act to top the charts in Australia and in the UK as well. Okay. Uh, and some people think they're one-hit wonders because they had the song, you know, Don't Call Me, Ma Don't Call Me Baby. But I didn't chose that one, which okay. was also number one. I chose Who the Hell Are You by Madison Avenue, a classic. <laughs> Fernando, for all the build-up you gave it, like this was some great inescapable pop hit, that is literally the first time I am hearing it, and to be clear, the last. Oh my God, so I think I'm not hitting the right spot here with my Australian charts. I mean, with Skyhooks, I think I did a little bit. Maybe the number one? Well, we, we, we're running out of options. <laughs> we're running out of options. Uh, that's from 2007. I think it's fun. They're identical twins. We all like identical oh. twins in the world of music, right? Some electro-pop vibes. Okay. Again, this song was big all around the world. They are the sisters of the Veronicas, of course, who've hooked me up.
Do you think anything was missing here? Well, I, mean, I was just going to say, it, it, it could have been worse. They could have been triplets. Um, what do I think? Was, I mean, I, I scarcely know where to start. The, the, the rich rock and roll legacy of my nation and people uh, reduced to that abject selection. Fernando, <laughs> it, it, it's just appalling. Uh, before you go, however, like I am actually genuinely excited uh, about your trip. Australia is a fabulous place to visit, but especially for the first time. I think it's it's one of those places. Um with no particular preconceptions of what might await you, what actually are you most looking forward to? Well, I, in fact, there might be an interview or two I might be doing for the day, even though I am on holiday, mm-hmm. but I might be meeting a platypus, like a real You're going to one. interview a platypus well, for the yes, daily? That yes. would be outstanding. <laughs> I think that could be potentially one of the highlights uh, as well from, from my trip. Th- they are, I'm just warning you now, Fernando, a, a relatively quiet creature, your platypus. They're poisonous as well, so I have to be careful. Fernando, you have to be careful because everything in Australia is poisonous. Seriously, the advice I will give you, and I will give this to you in public for the benefit of passing listeners who may be contemplating a similar trip, which is unless somebody who knows what they're doing gives you specific permission, please just don't pat anything. <laughs> 